fighting for freedom every day. They are absolutely desperate to pretend the last four years never happened and for them to go back to what they like to do before, which is create these massive spending bills to pretend that it's really, really important to you when you only get about 5% of what's in the bill and they can't do it because we're aware of it. We're paying attention to it and they don't like that. This is the Voice of Reason with Andy Hoosier. Boy, it's a pre-Friday celebration. The day flies right on by. That's what we're all about. The week flies right on by. We got a lot to get to today. Welcome into the Voice of Reason, broadcasting live out of the heart of the nation here in Wichita, Kansas, on our flagship radio station. Multiple stations, multiple TV stations, live streaming, podcasting. Welcome aboard your Millennial General reporting for duty today. And boy, do we have a show lined up for you today. I am encouraged. I am optimistically encouraged. Now, I'm always encouraged because I'm a glass half full kind of guy, but I'm encouraged today. I think that we're going to have some good news. I think people are beginning to wake up. The Great Awakening is happening for individuals to realize that government is not the answer for most solutions. We'll get to that here in just a second. No guest today. That doesn't happen very often, but our guest that we had scheduled for today, Tracy Maxfield, she is rescheduled, wasn't able to make it, so uh, we'll get her back on the show here in the next few weeks. Don't you worry. Also... Actually, tomorrow, I think our guest is rescheduled as well. Was excited to have on Trump, personal advisor. Uh, he's not able to make it. Well, he's going to come on next Friday. So, you know what? We'll see if we can't fill that slot tomorrow. If not, then just you and I chit in the chat, doing the thing, because we got a lot to cover anyways here. So it's all right. Find us all over social media, Facebook, YouTube, Twitter, Twitch.tv, Instagram, OurFreedomBook.com, and the website at HoosierReason.com. All of these social media handles at HoosierReason.com. No Ian Hoosier, H-O-O-S-E-R, Reason, and HoosierReason.com. Thanks for joining today. Boy, oh boy, so there was a new headline that came out today. Well, first off, before I even do this, I don't want to get right into the news right away. First off, again, one more time, thank you for all the birthday wishes. I got a lot more last night and early this morning, so I appreciate that. I got a couple new things here, and I want to show you because I'm kind of excited. First off, as you know, I am a big fan of uh, certain adult beverages, and I don't have a whole lot but usually, but I get to like to have a glass, you know, to go home at night or whatever. I got a couple bottles of mead, as you know, my fascination with mead. So thank you for that. Appreciate it. Also, I got some new attire for the show. So if you are watching the live video stream, we do have a hat on today. And I I used to wear hats all the time. I haven't in a long time, but this one, it's comfy. It's nice. And it sends the right message. So I think that we're going to wear this on a semi-frequent occasion here, especially for the voice of reason in our, our video feed. But it says FJB. Don't know what that means. You could just chant the words, let's go, Brandon. Ah, see, see, there it is. The official, the, the official comment from the right side of the aisle. I know, I know. And apparently it's a big triggering thing from the other side of the aisle, but it doesn't actually say it. It just references it. So one of two things happens. Either people get it and they're like, ah, that's good. That's good. Or they turn it around and they're like, you know, I don't, I don't understand. What does it mean? And if they don't understand, then we can just say, let's go, Brandon. Let's go. I think that's the appropriate way to do this. I really think it is. Also, got to give a huge shout out to one of our listeners. He's listened to us for a long time here on the program when we were just doing a local broadcast in the mornings here in Wichita, Kansas. But uh, listener Scott, and he's out of Oklahoma, swung by, uh, was doing some traveling, swung by. And I, I don't know if it was necessarily for the birthday. But we're going to lump it up as such as I got it around this time. But if you're watching the video feed, got a beautiful bottle, beautiful bottle of some single barrel 
Jack Daniels whiskey right out of the distribution there and uh, brought it back. Here's the cool part about it is it's not just the beautiful bottle. It's a, it's a smaller one here, which fits perfect because, as you know, we've been working on the Hoosier Media Network studios. We are building our own home bar that's going to be used for a lot of our video production work at the home studio, which is going to be great. But along with this single barrel Jack Daniels whiskey, which I have no intention of actually opening or drinking anytime soon, it's going to be a really special occasion to do so. On the side of it, it actually has our engraving on here of Andy Hoosier, Voice of Reason, and the date. So, uh, listener Scott, we love you, brother. We appreciate that, and thank you so much that that's uh, that's really cool. So uh, that brightened my day up, and that's going to be definitely a great thing to sit there right on the home bar and get to enjoy it. When something monumental happens, like we hit 200 radio stations or we're just killing it with the Hoosier Media, oh, something I don't know, something got to be monumental as when we'll break this bad boy open. But until then, I'm going to let it sit there and age and season and be beautiful. So we appreciate that, brother, and uh, that's that's really awesome. So um yeah, I had to I had to give that shout out, but it didn't do a whole lot for the birthday other than we went home last night. Mrs. Voice of Reason made the special dinner, had some relaxing time with the family, and that's what it's all about. So I loved it, appreciate it, and with between the hat that I think is definitely appropriate for the broadcast, I, I think the bottles of mead definitely going to be enjoying over a, a period of time, and of course this guy here with the bottle. So appreciate that. It was a wonderful birthday. All the wonderful messages. I mean, we got multiple hundreds of messages on all the different social media platforms and emails and phone calls and everything. Thank you. We love you. I said it, I said it yesterday, but uh, you are all family and I couldn't do it without you. And with all the projects that we have and the fact that you've stuck around for this long, that means a lot. So thank you for that very, very much. All right. In the good news. And I think this is a great birthday present. I guess you could say as well that Americans are starting to wake up and realize the federal government is not the solution for the issues. Whether we're realizing that they're creating the issues to try and become the solution, I don't know if we're right quite to that level yet, but we're on the right path. We're starting to realize maybe the federal government is not the answer to everything, which means when they come out with the solution saying, hey, we have the answer, as as Ronald Reagan used to say, I'm from the government and I'm here to help, the nine scariest words in the English language, we're starting to recognize not only are they there trying to be the great savior to walk in and save the day, but a lot of times in those Hollywood movies, if you've noticed, that the same people that come in waltzing in with the doors flinging wide open and the big uh, uh, entourage of individuals behind them saying, I am here to save the day. Don't you worry, lass. I am the knight in shining armor. Most of the times we realize they're the ones that created the scenario for that to happen in the first place which is 90% true, government, 90% of the problem with all the issues we have today. If you got the government out of it, as in the regulations and of the control and of the the throwing the wrench into the private sector, then we would have things run a heck of a lot smoother as the latest report from Gallup News, which again, take all these polls for a grain of salt to, you know, take it with, uh, just take it for what it is, that it is a poll. A lot of times they're manipulated. A lot of times not the most accurate, but at least giving us a little bit of temporary hope right now. 52% of those that responded to this poll from Gallup say that government is doing too many things. Last year, the majority favored active a government role in different issues, but currently 52% say the government is doing too many things that should be left to individuals and business businesses. Gee, I wonder what issue they're actually talking about. 
maybe mandated vaccines or something. I don't know. We have a labor shortage. We have a record 4.3 million people leaving the workforce over the last month. And now we have the majority of people saying that government's getting too involved in individual and business life. Let businesses run their business. Let individuals live their life and just let us do our thing. 43%, according to the poll, say that people want the government to do more to solve the country's problems. In contrast, a record high 54% of U.S. adults last year say the government should do more to solve problems. That's in contrast to what we're seeing now of the 52% saying, "Uh uh-uh, leave us alone. Now, that's not a record high. That's not right in the middle of the Barack Obama era, conveniently enough, right around 2012, 13, 14, 15, right after Obama had gotten into office, there was a record 61%, according to the Gallup poll, that said government's doing too much. So it's not surprising that we had a record. Now, this goes all the way back to at least this graph, according to Gallup, goes back to the early 90s, 1990, 1992-ish, that the record was during the Barack Obama reign of 61% of people saying that government's doing too much crap. Now we're on that trajectory up. We were, right before Biden had gotten into office, down to 41% with that record 54% saying that government needs to be more involved. Now we have more involved government after Joe Biden took office and we see the COVID pandemic bailouts and we see them trying to control businesses and now we see the forced vaccines and we see the illegal immigration issue and we see the inflation issues. Now we see it going the other direction. People got what they wanted. They got what they wanted. Now we have more government than ever before. And now that 54% that said, yeah, we like government and changing things and doing things for us, that's gone downhill. And the other side's coming back up and saying, wait a second, you're doing too much. Now I get it. You can never make the population happy. There's always going to be those people that, I don't like this. And they just want change. When we stay stagnant, then we get frustrated. We get angry. We just want change for something to yell about and complain about. It really is, isn't it? So now that we had the record high of people wanting government to be infringing upon our life, now that's dropping down to 43% with 52% saying, no, leave us alone. So I want to take you down a rabbit hole for just a second because of that mindset, because that's encouraging to me. I like the idea that people are starting to wake up and realize, yeah, maybe government's not the solution to my problems. We could have told you that, dummy. But nonetheless, I want to read this headline and let's go down a hole here, shall we? Headline from Yahoo News, price pinch, global economy caught in a perfect storm. From beef bowels in Tokyo to fried chicken in London, consumers are starting to feel the pinch from the surge of costs coursing through the global economy. I want to send you down for a second. A rabbit hole, a wooded trail, however you want to call it. I want to take you down a story for just, and just realize Again, with the intervention we did yesterday with the mainstream media on how they've lied about what's going on with a lot of the shutdowns of the airline industry and with the COVID vaccine and people walking out, we just saw a headline today that, again, John Deere workers in the ag industry, you know, the lawnmowers that you may have with your John Deere or tractors or tractor equipment out in the fields. We have harvest going on all over the nation right now. 10,000, 10,000 John Deere workers across the nation are striking after rejecting their contract that included COVID-19 vaccine mandates, 10,000 workers in the agriculture in the middle of a harvest season from Ohio to Nebraska to Candace Rymat all the way down this middle of the strip, all the way west. Right now, 10,000 John Deere workers striking because of government intrusion. So let's walk down this path for just a second, shall we? Do you remember the movie Lord of the Rings? Everybody knows Lord of the Rings. It was a classic. Absolutely love it. It was about the quest. 
wasn't necessarily about the destination. They were there to drop off the ring, drop it into Mordor, let the ring melt, and the story would be over. Boom. It wasn't about that. That was at the very end of the movie. We had three extremely long movies of Lord of the Rings to finally get to the location where you can actually drop the ring down there. It was about the quest. So let's go down a quest ourselves. The ultimate goal is to get government out of our lives. They're a necessary evil. Do they need to be there? Sure, they need to be there. But how involved do they actually need to be? It's about the quest of us learning and understanding, gaining lessons, life lessons, learning and gaining experiences, learning about the world so when we get there, we can understand why we're doing what we're doing, which is trying to get government the hell out of our life on a daily basis. And along that road of walking down that trail, along that road of walking down the caves, through the caves, walking around the mountains, having things come after us and get us. We gain all of these experiences. We learn these lessons. So by the time we get to Mordor, we can throw the federal government over the cliff. They melt into the fiery pits of hell. And we realize that the government doesn't have to control our lives any longer because we can do our very own thing. Now, along this entire storyline, what are those obstacles? What are those obstacles? What are the learning lessons that we're about to learn? Because obviously in Lord of the Rings, I learned a lot. The headline, Britain's binge on cheap food is over, according to the biggest chicken producer in Britain. Cheap food is over. Where do we go from here? we got to take a break. When we come back, we'll go down this rabbit hole. We'll walk down the trail. We'll learn the obstacles. We'll overcome the obstacles. We'll learn our life lessons here and the challenges that are presented. And we'll realize what's really going on in the market because is cheap food over? We've had a 5.4% inflation rate on everything in the U.S. over the last year. What lessons can we learn from that while more people are waking up and realizing maybe government's not the solution? We'll do that when we come back on The Voice of Reason. Stay here. The Voice of Reason with Andy Hoosier. Hey, it's Andy Hoosier with The Voice of Reason. Fighting for conservative principles seems more difficult all the time. The progressive left seems to find new and creative ways to limit freedom, abuse power, and trample the Constitution each and every day. That's why we need the knowledge, resources, and common sense to push back. And we can help with that. Visit our website at HoosierReason.com. There's some really great stuff for you. You can read the latest blog discussing topical issues and current events. Let us know your thoughts by filling out our monthly survey. Keep track of what I might be doing or where I may be speaking. Listen to the podcast of your favorite guest or show. And check out our latest Voice of Reason product infomercials. Plus, you can find upcoming show schedules and guest lineups to plan your radio listening appropriately. And finally, make sure to become a Hoosier-holic by subscribing to the free newsletter. Stay up to date on the latest news of the show, fun facts of the month, and learn new ways to defend and preserve this great republic. It's all there at HoosierReason.com. Again, HoosierReason.com. Go check it out. Why? Because it's kind of the reasonable thing to do. Hey, it's Andy Hoosier. Want to reach out to the show? A big part of the program is you, and we want to hear from you. Let us know your thoughts of the show, maybe a guest we've had on the program, or my favorite, when you disagree with something that I talk about. You can email me at HoosierMediaNetwork at gmail.com or send us a message through our website at HoosierReason.com. The show's not about me. It's about you. So be heard and be your own voice of reason. Again, email me at HoosierMediaNetwork at gmail.com or find our contact information at HoosierReason.com. 
Miss part of the show? Don't worry about it. There's plenty of ways to catch the program, and here's how you can do it. First, make sure to tune in every day right here on your favorite radio station. We're here for you. Second, subscribe to the podcast on any of your favorite sites. YouTube and iTunes, Spotify and Google Play, TuneIn, Podbean, and more. Have the show automatically downloaded to your favorite device. Last, visit our website at HoosierReason.com. You can listen to the podcast, catch our special features, and more. It's the voice of reason on radio, TV, and online, helping you defend and preserve this great republic. You're listening to The Voice of Reason with Andy Hoosier. Welcome back into the program. Thanks for hanging out today. Radio, TV, live streaming, podcasting, wherever you may be watching or listening. We appreciate you very, very much here in a pre-Friday celebration. <laughs> I got a couple comments on some of the social media, which, by the way, we have a live stream right now going on video feed on Facebook Live, YouTube Live, Twitter, Twitch.tv. Our YouTube is working for now until they block us and kick us off there. We'll see how long that lasts. Especially we have, if you remember, it's been a while since we've had him on the program, Dr. Steve Hotze. He'll be on the program here in the next, I don't know, two weeks or so as he's talked about running away from the you-know-what as fast as you possibly can, the thing that's being forced down from the federal government. I think we're just going to have to change the lingo a little bit so that way it doesn't trigger the automatic uh, ban on the social media. So we'll have to come up with our clever way of saying that word. But nonetheless, Dr. Steve Hoti, he is coming back on the show to talk about the flu season because obviously last year we didn't have a flu season. We didn't. Uh, there were no flu cases. I find it funny because then they are asked that they're like, why are, were there no flu cases? And they're like, well, it's because we did really, really good in wearing masks and social distancing. Oh, OK. So how can we still have COVID cases? Well, because we didn't do very well wearing masks and social distancing. and We got to get better at that. OK. That was the uh, official response from the health departments at the federal level with COVID-19. Let's go back to the story here real quick, shall we? We have a headline from Yahoo News. Britain's binge on cheap food is over, according to Britain's biggest chicken producer. Here's the other one. Binge uh, price pinch global economy caught in the perfect storm as all the prices, food in the grocery store, consumeristic goods, getting more and more expensive. We saw the national inflation rates uh, that we read yesterday, 5.4% year over year on the inflation rate here in the United States. That's the largest it's been since the Obama administration. Shocker, right? In the headline of people saying that they're tired of government involving themselves and actually fixing issues is at an all-time, or one of the all-time highs is it's on the, uh, the trajectory going upward, 54% the latest Gallup poll showing they don't want government to be involved. So let's go down this rabbit hole, shall we? Anybody see Lord of the Rings? And again, it's about the quest, not the destination. Although this time it is about the destination, we kind of have to. Just as they needed to throw the ring into Mordor to melt the ring and make it all over, we need to lower the size of government and get rid of government. But along the way, we're going to run into these challenges. We're going to gain knowledge and experiences. We're going to learn different quests and we're going to learn different life lessons. So that way, when we get there, we understand why we're doing exactly what we're doing. So let's go down this road, shall we? Number one, let's say that the biggest issue right now is inexpensive food. There's a lack of inexpensive food. According to there's a the Britain's binge on cheap food is over. Are they saying that we're no longer ever going to see cheap food again because of the inflation rates, because of whatever that we say that food's not going to be cheap anymore? You got to get expensive food. 
for the garbage. It's unhealthy for you. You're going to have to spend a lot more money in order to get it. There's no workers in the grocery store to stock the shelves. There's no truck drivers to take it to the stores. The processing plants are having problems because there's so many people that have to socially distance with COVID. All this other garbage. Food's not going to be cheap anymore. So guess what? At the end of the trail, at the end of the destination that we're going to to throw the government over the board and let them burn in the flaming fires of hell, because that's what we think about the federal government and most of its agencies, let's go down the road of, uh, okay, that's what we have to do. Because right now, we could solve this very easily. Number one, there's a demand. There's a demand. And when consumers have a demand... In the private, laissez-faire, free market society, unaffected by the federal government, that demand is filled by people who actually can do something about it. We can create a business. We can create a service. We can create a product that makes it easier to distribute, that actually produces the food, that actually gets the raw materials or grows the raw materials, that transports the raw materials, all the way up to the fact that we actually have people stocking the shelves. All of that can be done in the private sector privately without government intervention what causes the hiccups along that road and along that nice little trail that's happy in the nice little forest going to grandma's house is government government regulation government inflation government control on distribution government control on economic and environmental purposes it's the government that throws the logs over the, the over the trail of reason with andy hoosier Hey, it's Andy Hoosier. While you listen to the delightful broadcast of The Voice of Reason, don't forget to check us out and follow us on all of our social media sites. Whether you're using Facebook, YouTube, Twitter, Minds.com, or Instagram, we're there for you. Find us at Hoosier Reason on any of your social media platforms. You'll see special commentary, links to the articles and news that we use on the show, and videos of the broadcast. Plus, you can directly send us a message on social media during the show to let me know your thoughts. Many already do, and it's a great chat room for all of our great listeners. And you can always sign up for the Patreon site to get exclusive content, maybe hear show products before we air them on the radio, and a lot more. And when you support us on Patreon, you also help the show be able to fight for conservative values each and every day. So it's a win-win. Just find us at Hoosier Reason on all of your social media platforms, or you can find a link to all of our social media sites on our website at HoosierReason.com. We know you're on social media already, so bring some reason into your day. Why? Because it's kind of the reasonable thing to do. When Reason Meets Radio. You're listening to The Voice of Reason with Andy Hoosier. Welcome back into the program here on a pre-Friday celebration halfway through already. Trying to cram that 10 pounds reason into that 5 pound bag. Trying to rebrand the millennial generation. One radio listener at a time. I got a question for you and I've asked this question many times on the show. If you have the answer, please send it to me. Send it to me on the social media at Hoosier Reason. Send me an email at HoosierMediaNetwork at gmail.com. Send me a comment on the website at HoosierReason.com. All of the Hoosiers without the I on there. H-O-O-S-E-R Reason. HoosierReason.com on the social media as well. So here's the question for you. Name one thing. One thing that you can do in your life on a daily basis, a regular thing, going to work and doing things at work, coming home and doing things at home. One thing that you can do that is not regulated or taxed or licensed or approved, has to have approval by the government in order for you to be allowed to do it. Name one thing. One thing in your life. 
I have come up with one, and it was nose picking, because that's about it. That's about it. You can't wear your clothes unless they're actually approved by the FDA to be worn. You can't eat your food unless they're approved by the USDA to purchase from the grocery store. Even the seeds you plant in the ground, you got to get the seeds from somewhere. The seeds got to be approved by the USDA as well. Can't drive your car unless it's approved by the Environmental Protection Agency. It also can't be driven unless you purchase a license in order to do so and get approved that way. You cannot do anything in your life unless it is actually controlled, regulated, licensed, taxed, some way, shape, or form in your life. That's how crazy the government control has gone. So going back to our analogy here, walking down the trail, we have a demand right now. That is what we're going to go and fix. We we are uh, enterprise-minded individuals. We are business-oriented individuals. There is a demand. There's a high price of food. There is a shortage of food. People need groceries. People need to be able to eat. We need to provide them food. And it's really expensive because government inflation is other than COVID, whatever you want to blame it on, there's a shortage of food. You know what? We're going to bring a demand, uh, bring the product to the consumer to fulfill that demand. That is the beauty of the free market laissez-faire capitalist system that is because there's always a way for someone to invent a product, to create a resource, to provide services, to fill that demand that consumers want. Every time, every single time. And if it's not invented yet, we'll figure out a way to invent it, which is why we have what we have today. And the majority of people's money actually go towards luxury items rather than survivalist items. Just kind of a sidebar here for a second. How many people have spent money on luxury items as in like clothes for your animals? Now, I'm not against the pets and the animals and thing I have. Right now, I have two dogs and a cat and the cat's outside for the most part. Because, well, my wife's allergic, so she can't be around it a whole lot anyway. So, but we have it. But they want to buy like the clawing toy, the climbing thing for it to climb on and to claw on and do it. Why? I don't understand it. I'm not the, for those that don't know, I'm not the biggest pet person. I have my pets. I love my pets. I take care of them. I've never like harmed a pet in any way, shape, or form. But I, I just, I'm not a new, too terribly attached. I got better things to focus on. I don't have time to sit there and like walk the dog. Who really controls who in that situation when you have to go and walk a dog? That drives me nuts. Uh, or go out and pick up the things that were left there afterwards in order for me to mow the backyard. That's a little bit of an annoyance. I'm just saying. But regardless, of, let's put all that past. How much money do we spend on luxury items for our animals? I've heard people getting like life insurance on their pets. To me, that is mind-boggling because it's something like trying to understand AOC I just can't grasp that concept. Doesn't make any sense to me. But we can't find cheap food because the cheap food is no longer going to be cheap because of the process. So we're walking down this trail of trying to fill this demand of cheap food. What has to happen? We have to have a, a service and a producer that grows the food, say the animal. Then we have to have the driver that picks it up and takes it to the processing plant to slaughter and to process it into meat. We have to have the driver to take it from there to the store to package it and be able to sell it. Then we have the people that take it from the store and stock it on the shelves. Then we have the consumer to go and purchase it where it's convenient, it's cheap, it's consumer friendly. You take it home and you consume it. It's a crazy process how much goes into it. Now, what are the obstacles, the trees that are broken and falling down into the trail? You have government regulation. Well, you can't grow the cow because that would be methane in the air and that would be environmentally unfriendly. So therefore, you're not allowed to have a whole lot of cows. And we're trying to get rid of the cows because they're really, really bad for the environment. 
And oh, by the way, if you drive tractors around to try and clean things up, that's bad for the environment as well. We're going to raise the tax on your gas. We're going to tax you for methane. We're going to tax you for the environmental things that you put out based on the tractor. Then we have to have the drivers. Well, the drivers of the semi, that's really, really tough because, I mean, there's COVID in things and we have a labor shortage. We don't have a labor shortage. We have a wage war going on. So we need to raise the prices of their minimum wage to where the company hiring the truck driver can't afford the truck driver. So there are no truck drivers to drive them from the cattle uh, farms to the actual processing plants because we just can't afford them. Again, that's another government, by the way, regulation causing the havoc in the system. Then you get to the processing plant. You have, well, we need to raise the prices, the minimum wage for those workers because they can't afford the inflation rates that we created. So we need to raise minimum wage that kills off a lot of the work there as well. And we have to have all these guidelines and safety protocol, and we have to have these environmental protocol and so on and so forth, causing more havoc on that industry. Then more truck drivers will take it from there to the actual stores and the packaging. I've got to make sure they get the raw materials. Well, we got to import those. I know this is like glassing over because of how much goes into this. Every obstacle, every red tape, every hurdle that you overcome in the private industry, none of it is a, an obstacle or a hurdle that's actually created from the private market. It's created from intervention from the government and from the public sector. If we had the government the hell out of the way, we could actually solve these issues just like that. We would have cheap product, and we wouldn't have to worry about, oh, the binge on cheap food's over. Oh, there's a crunch on the global economy because we can't trade things because they're sitting in port and we can't get them off the boats. If we could make our own damn things and do our own stuff, we could afford things. It would be cheap. It would be affordable, and it'd be great. There was a headline, and I've been trying to find it for the last couple of days, and I can't find the picture anymore, but there are new boats, like massive boats, like cargo boats that are sailing across the ocean, massive cruise ships, massive major ships, not just like a, you know, a, a tiny little thing, but major ships that are now going to be affected with this Green New Deal trying to be passed with this new federal budget, this $5 trillion boondoggle. If we end up passing this thing, there would be massive environmental regulations on every industry, and it would include ships because, you know, evil ships crossing the ocean, they're really bad, really environmentally unfriendly, all this other stuff. I saw a picture of one of this new company trying to come out with a green ship, a massive cargo ship or whatever it was, cruise ship. I don't know what it was, but it was going back to old school, the sailing boats where it had these massive pillars that were like the fins, and you could move and adjust the fins based on wind direction. So that way it would be a green ship without using an engine or using solar, using anything else, it would be a getting rid of the combustible engine and using a sailboat, just a new version of this. It looks like a windmill uh, arm. And that was the sails that they would put like three or four of these on this major ship and they would be able to turn them based on the wind direction that kind of look like solar panel or uh, uh, windmill arms. And I laughed because this is where the progressives want to take us with all of these regulations, with them causing the issues Oh, look at that. Prices are really high right now for food. Well, if, you know, government's just going to have to come in and consume it. We can fix it. We can take care of it. I'm from the government, and I'm here to help. With that mentality, we're now de-evolving back to times without power, without electricity. If our solution to a ship that causes too much environmental damage based on the combustible engine that it has to drive itself across the ocean at a reasonable rate, if their solution to solve that is going back to a sailboat that just looks really cool in like 21st century, slick with a nice little windmill or a wind farm or a wind turbine arm on it, aren't we de-evolving here? 
Aren't we going backwards? Isn't the trail now so blocked with fallen trees and obstacles and orcs that are coming after us, if that's the analogy you want to use, that now we've just de-evolved to go back to, I don't know, 200, 300 years ago when that's what we were doing. Why don't we just go back to sailboats with nice big cloth sails blowing us across the ocean and it takes us six months to do it? Why don't we just go back to that? Now, personally, and you know me, I totally was born in the wrong time era. Totally born in the wrong time. I would love to go back to that time. I would love to go back to even times before that to where you know the Vikings were trying to just tread new territory with their uh, primitive boats and they sailed across most of the ocean that way. I would go back to that time. I'm not complaining about that. However, while we're trying to advance as a society, as a humankind trying to evolve and understand and do things better and more efficient, we are now de-evolving because of government intrusion and the private sector doing the best that it can to adapt to that government intrusion where we've now said, you know, we're just going to get rid of the combustible engine and go back to sailboats with really cool wind turbine arms on it as, as the actual boat on how we actually adjust and navigate ourselves through the ocean. That's how crazy times have gotten because that's the environmental response to, to boats. As we go down this path to deregulate and people are starting to realize what the heck's going on, we've created too many issues. I don't think people recognize, especially the younger generation, my generation and below, I'm I just turned 33, the younger generation below us. They've been so involved with government, I don't think they understand or comprehend a world that's not completely controlled and dominated by government in every aspect of their life. I don't think they understand how efficient things can be, and whether that was done by plan, whether that was just an unattended consequence, however it was supposed to be, I don't think they quite understand. Like, wait, it, it can be more efficient? Things can run smoother? Can Things can run better? How is that happening? How do we make things run better here? You do it without government telling you what to do the entire step of the way. But we're not going to get to that with the Biden administration or any left-wing progressive radical Democrat and Jen Psaki, especially where they just think that federal government trumps state law and therefore we can do whatever we want. You just have to abide by it and that's just it. You just have to go along with it. We're making things better for you. We created the issue. They don't say that. We created the issue, but we have the solution for you so we can have the fix and you can be happy. I don't think people realize how efficient things could be if they just got the hell out of the way, including sailboats. Going back to sailboats, yeah, that's the way to solve the issue. Make things last 10 times longer to get to us, right? The Voice of Reason with Andy Hoosier. Hey, it's Andy Hoosier with The Voice of Reason. Fighting for conservative principles seems more difficult all the time. The progressive left seems to find new and creative ways to limit freedom, abuse power, and trample the Constitution each and every day. That's why we need the knowledge, resources, and common sense to push back. And we can help with that. Visit our website at HoosierReason.com. There's some really great stuff for you. You can read the latest blog discussing topical issues and current events. Let us know your thoughts by filling out our monthly survey. Keep track of what I might be doing or where I may be speaking. Listen to the podcast of your favorite guest or show. And check out our latest Voice of Reason product infomercials. Plus, you can find upcoming show schedules and guest lineups to plan your radio listening appropriately. And finally, make sure to become a Hoosier-holic by subscribing to the free newsletter. Stay up to date on the latest news of the show, fun facts of the month, and learn new ways to defend and preserve this great republic. It's all there at HoosierReason.com. Again, HoosierReason.com. Go check it out. Why? 
because it's kind of the reasonable thing to do. Miss part of the show? Don't worry about it. There's plenty of ways to catch the program, and here's how you can do it. First, make sure to tune in every day right here on your favorite radio station. We're here for you. Second, subscribe to the podcast on any of your favorite sites. YouTube and iTunes, Spotify and Google Play, TuneIn, Podbean, and more. Have the show automatically downloaded to your favorite device. Last, visit our website at HoosierReason.com. You can listen to the podcast, catch our special features, and more. It's the voice of reason on radio, TV, and online, helping you defend and preserve this great republic. Hey, it's Andy Hoosier. Want to reach out to the show? A big part of the program is you, and we want to hear from you. Let us know your thoughts of the show, maybe a guest we've had on the program, or my favorite, when you disagree with something that I talk about. You can email me at HoosierMediaNetwork at gmail.com or send us a message through our website at HoosierReason.com. The show's not about me. It's about you. So be heard and be your own voice of reason. Again, email me at HoosierMediaNetwork at gmail.com or find our contact information at HoosierReason.com. You're listening to The Voice of Reason with Andy Hoosier. Darn right. Welcome back into the program. It goes by way too fast. Way too fast. Oh, I'm trying to find... Oh, I do still have it. Hooray. That makes me happy. I was trying to figure out where that liner was for the show. We're going to use it in just a second here because it's been a while since we have been able to use it. But welcome back into the program. So now that I've laid this out and we realize that government is literally 98, 99% of the problem on every issue that is out there right now, uh, that could be fixed by the private sector. The question is, what do we do about it? We can't just complain about it. We're not the guy sitting at the edge of the bar saying, "By golly, Bob, I tell you, this this is terrible. We can't do nothing about this." No, there are <laughs> there are things we can do about this, and we're doing them. First off, we need to be aware of it. Right now, fifty four percent, fifty two percent of Americans, according to the Gallup poll, realize that government should not be involved in as many things as they are. They should not be regulating business accounts or personal accounts with transactions six hundred dollars or more. They should not be so heavily involved in environmental garbage that's just giving the government more power over private industry when we can solve those issues ourselves. They shouldn't be involved in telling us exactly what we have to do with our bodies in order to function in the regular workplace. Like They have no place for these. Those are major issues and people are starting to wake up to. That's number one is the education and the awareness because that is 80% of the battle. You know, they always say in sports that it's 80% mental, 20% athletics which I think those numbers were always off a little bit because you got to be somewhat athletic. I tried to run and do track, and you should never see the voice of reason try and run or do track because it looked absolutely horrible, and I was horrible at it, and I sucked at running, so I tried to not do that as much as humanly possible. But nonetheless, I was in the right mental state. Hey, I'm going to do that. I'm going to be like, uh, you know, I'm going to run really, really fast. It's going to be I'm going to be like Flash, man. Yeah, no, no. So you need some athletic ability, obviously. So those numbers were skewed, but at the same time, 80% mental. If you know and are aware and have a strategy, then you can do something about it. Number two is you take a stand. Right now we have the headline from MSN.com right now. 10,000 John Deere workers are going on strike after they reject their contract. A lot of it because of the COVID-19 mandate on their vaccines. Don't want to do it. We have the airlines right now that are shutting themselves down with Southwest and suing the federal government because of these mandates because they have pilots that are walking out. We have staff at hospitals all over the nation walking out because of these mandates. We have major companies concerned. We have uh, um, uh, the long-term care facilities, nursing homes, workers, where they have a major shortage. We're going to struggle majorly with long-term care facilities all over the country because people are walking out 
or else they lose their Medicare and Medicaid funding from the federal government. That's the ultimatum they gave them. Get your employees vaccinated or you're gonna we're going to cut your Medicare Medicaid funding. But on the other hand, if you do force it, the staff is saying we're walking and now we have a staffing shortage and we have to close down either way. So they're stuck between a rock and a hard place. They're a major industry in the media. Ah, it's just because there's a wage war going on. People are finding better opportunities. Can you believe how delusional that sounds? It's crazy. So be involved. Stand up, disregard, and fight for your rights just by living your life and just disregarding whatever they have to say. At the other time, part number three is you vote. You vote, you vote, you vote. Now, I know that there's been issues with the voting issues going on, voter integrity, voting laws, whatever. But we have a huge, huge, as Donald Trump said, it was huge. It was bigly. We have an huge opportunity for midterm elections next year where we can actually take back the House, take back the Senate, stop Joe Biden dead in his tracks, and we can actually allow certain legislation to go through. And I want to tell you how important that actually is. Not just at the state level like we've talked about, but the federal level as well. Because if the federal level is controlled by Republicans, and I say Republican as an actual real Republicans that do conservative Republican things, not just moderate Republicans that want the power and then don't do anything but again there, <coughs> Mitch McConnell. <laughs> Once we actually have the activists in there doing the right things, then we can actually change. We can change legislation. We can fight against the Supreme Court or work with the Supreme Court. We can have proper litigation go to the Supreme Court. We can write the proper bills. We can work to deregulate and we can work to stop the crazy left wing agenda. There was a headline from the Daily Beast, and they went after Donald Trump because he has sent out a message saying, quote, if we don't solve the presidential election fraud of 2020, this is Trump's words, which will have thoroughly and conclusively documented, Republicans will not be voting in 2022 or 24. It is the single most important thing for Republicans to do. Donald Trump advocating for Republicans not to vote in the midterm elections, according to them. But what he actually meant to say. What Donald Trump really meant to say. Was the fact that, you know what, we need to be aware of these issues to vote because we can show up majoritively in the midterms and overwhelm the system to where even if, if it is rigged or skewed in one way, shape or form, we can override it and we can blow their numbers away to where they can't keep up with it without it looking way too suspicious because that is an extremely important thing for us to do. And oh, by the way, midterm elections predominantly help out the minority party, which is the Republicans right now. We're in a really good state. People are waking up and aware. We're active against it. We're fighting back. We're pushing back and we're getting ready for an huge election next year. And this grassroots starts right here. This is The Voice Reason. I'm Andy Hoosier. Thanks for hanging out. Back at it tomorrow for a Friday. Hey, it's Andy Hoosier. While you listen to the delightful broadcast of The Voice of Reason, don't forget to check us out and follow us on all of our social media sites. Whether you're using Facebook, YouTube, Twitter, Minds.com, or Instagram, we're there for you. Find us at Hoosier Reason on any of your social media platforms. You'll see special commentary, links to the articles and news that we use on the show, and videos of the broadcast. Plus, you can directly send us a message on social media during the show to let me know your thoughts. Many already do, and it's a great chat room for all of our great listeners. And you can always sign up for the Patreon site to get exclusive content, maybe hear show products before we air them on the radio, and a lot more. And when you support us on Patreon, you also help the show be able to fight for conservative values each and every day. So it's a win-win. Just find us at Hoosier Reason on all of your social media platforms, or you can find a link to all of our social media sites on our website at HoosierReason.com. We know you're on social media already, so bring some reason into your day. Why? Because it's kind of the reasonable thing to do.